This programme is made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Independence Day. Why you rap so funny? Why you sound so weird? Why you dress so awkward? You ain't from brown hair. Hello and you're welcome to Independence Day where I'm looking at the independent music scene in Ireland and the record labels that release music here. I'm interviewing the people who make the music and the people who set up the labels. On this week's episode, Emmett Condon, who runs a music promotions and production company called Homebeat and a small festival called Another Love Story. I met him at his office in Dublin and we began our chat with Emmett summing up what Homebeat is. Well, Homebeat started about seven or eight years ago um, as a series of house concerts. And I suppose we had kind of the dual combination of being really into music but not really being part of the music scene in any way at that stage um, and very importantly a house that could not be broken that, we're, that we were renting as, as kind of students at the time so we um, we'd had the odd party and after every party there would always be um, a guitar would be pulled out and played until the early hours of the next day basically um, and at one of these occasions someone said oh you should have a gig here sometime um, and it was kind of looking back, it was kind of like recession era Dublin. And I suppose people were like doing a lot of things that were kind of low cost, lo-fi. There was a kind of DIY ethos in the air, but not that we were kind of connected to it or thinking about it in any kind of straightforward or linear fashion. But I think looking back, it was there. And um, yeah, we did. We had one little gig. Um, uh, we played, we had a little, uh, you couldn't call it a band, we had some friends who played some music really badly, terribly, and we, we invited one or two other people along who, who thankfully came along and, and lightened the, uh, the mood of terrible music um, with their own grace. Um, and yeah, it's gone from there, yeah, so I suppose for the next kind of three or four years, it kind of ran as that. We did a series of, I think, about 20 or 30 house concerts over the next two or three years, um, and yeah, we're really lucky. We just it just kind of took a following from the start. Again, because of the time that was in it, people were looking for things to do that were kind of cheap and cheerful. And I suppose it was definitely heartfelt. Um, like we were really excited to be working with, or like to be getting in contact with bands. Working would be a very strong word to describe it. Um, you know, like it was really exciting for us, having had no real background in the music industry or no in to any of that so even just to be kind of chatting to people who were making music um kind of what seemed professionally to us at the time was pretty exciting um and we were lucky that it kind of caught on there was a little following from the get-go so yeah and then that kind of led it snowballed through a series of other kind of mishaps and happenings and adventures and misadventures kind of what's happening now which is yeah, I suppose um, a fairly fully-fledged promotion and production outfit.
got too much Left the country and I ran from you In places where I saw you in the doorway And in record shots Always on my mind Sick of sights and thoughts that bring me back to times where I felt foolish acting like a lesser man. Got on a plane away. I carried you along with me to places I don't even know, but still I seem to think of you inside. Emma thinks that Irish independent music is in a good state. I think it's in a very healthy place. I think it's a really interesting time, I suppose, over the last eight years that Homebeat has been running. Um, there's definitely been a feel of transition from the kind of traditional old kind of or older model of independent music, which was kind of based around kind of singer-songwriters, Whelan's, um, the kind of Glenn Hansard frames, Damien Rice kind of generation of musicians and the people who are kind of following in their footsteps and their coattails um, into a much more, I think, international focused and sounding group of um, kind of confident, um, energetic, um, diverse musicians. And I think that's being led currently to skip through a lot of it really by um, like the kind of explosion in Dublin of bands coming out of BIM um, just up the road from us here um, and I think that's a whole new breed of musician I think there's been a sea change in the last two or three years for the first generation of graduates and as that college has to my eyes kind of um, kind of gained strength and found its feet uh, the graduates that are coming out of that are you know like to an old uh, increasingly old fogey like myself kind of like astoundingly confident and assured in in their vision of themselves and where they want to go now obviously that's going to change as they figure that out and change that as they go along because I think that's kind of um, unavoidable as a young person in your craft no matter what you're doing that you will even if you're very confident of it at 20 I'm pretty sure you're going to change it unless you're a very singular artist and that's a very that's a very rare thing um so I think it's in a really healthy state. Um, I would wonder, I guess, from the halls of Dublin 8, I would wonder um, how supported this, the scene is across the country. I would definitely find that talking to people from Cork or Galway or Limerick, that there's great scenes and there's great energy and great music coming out of those places. But um, like everything else in Ireland, it seems like there isn't the same support network there for musicians or the same body of media or yeah, general support that would encourage things to really grow and flourish in those places um, so I suppose like everything in Ireland it seems like Dublin is kind of the hot spring but there's so much great stuff coming in other places it's not that there's less talent anywhere else it just seems like there's less support or, or around those people that means they can grow into themselves but I, I, but I think increasingly I mean, who cares? It doesn't matter anymore if you're if you're in a little bedroom in Mayo or in you know Dublin too. Like if you have the internet and SoundCloud, you can get your music out there. So I think it's really healthy. Yeah. Tell me about Homebeat Presents, the label that you have. 
when did it start up or why did you start it? Um, yeah, there's a common thread in all these things. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, I suppose it was kind of the next, the next natural step to some degree. Um, like any business or anything, I suppose you will um, you gravitate towards people who you, you kind of you're, you like to work with and you get on with. And I think let's say Carriages were one of the bands from the very start of Homebeat that we kind of were very close friends from from the get go. Um, and yeah, they they wanted to put something out, and I kind of feel like there's again a gap. Like like so many great bands in Ireland, independent bands, like put so much time into creating an album and or an EP, and it just seems to get because of a lack of media in the country or channels. Um, you know, like Nyler does an absolutely stellar job. Like he is like he covers the the breadth of music that he covers and the amount of it he covers on his one channel is astounding, but because there's only one channel like and he can only fit so much into a day uh you know you, you basically get or like it's the same with all the blogs or like where do you go to get your music out these days you get like one moment in the sun it might be like one lunchtime on a tuesday and the ep that you've worked on for a year gets 35 likes on facebook and then it's gone so i guess the whole point of homebeat presents is to try and use the platform we have to bring some of that really great, often uncovered music, you know, we don't have a lot of resources to put into it. Um, it's a very organic thing. Um, it's not, I'm not thinking it's going to be Virgin Records at any stage, but it's just, I guess, trying to help a little bit with that kind of music. Um, and like really proud of the three EPs we've put out so far. Carriages, Let's Out Sail, and Mike Patterson, who we just put out this year, he was, I kind of had no intention whatsoever of doing something this year, and then Mike sent me that EP, and I was just like, wow, it's so great, and I still listen to it pretty much every week. So yeah, I mean, again, it's, yeah, it's, it's no big frills, no big fuss, um, but it's just there to try and keep rounding the thing out, and keep, I suppose, using what we have to do interesting things, yeah. Late night coming round Heart so tight Are you close by? Are you outside? I should run away and hide The flicker of a taxi light Dream so cold All so slow Your new key code I don't know Tell me I shouldn't run and Tell me there's still just one Memories are my eyes. 
producer Harry Buckless and singer-songwriter Aaron Page make up the experimental folk two-piece Carriages. Their friendship with Emmett led to a release on the Homebeat Presents label. Yeah, I was in, we met Emmett because I was in another band called Little Lexus Fries and we started doing a few of this gigs. This was back when he was pretty much only doing gigs in people's houses, which is where the name Homebeat comes from. Um, and then we, we did his first Fading Light Festival in Kerry and then so I'd kind of known Emmett before I was in Carriages and then the second we put out Carriages he was straight onto his ass not to do the following years Fading Light and then he's just been giving us gigs ever since and just become we kind of become really good friends and as we've kind of evolved as a band he's evolved Homebeat at the same time and we've always kind of gone in the same direction and uh, he eventually said he wants to help us release a record so that's how Homebeat Presents started what about putting on gigs in Dublin? Is it very competitive? Yeah, increasingly so. Yeah, I think I think um, I suppose specifically from our own kind of thing, what grew out of the house concert thing was that we got involved in a space called Mabos, which was a kind of a warehouse space, a kind of multidisciplinary arts melting mad pot <laughs> down in the docks, which again was a recession time kind of thing. It's now Airbnb's headquarters. So it's the ultimate symbol of classic gentrification. And we were benevolently steamrolled by Airbnb out, <laughs> out of the way. Yeah, I guess so. Our, our thing kind of became about putting on gigs and or trying to put on gigs in kind of different spaces. Um, um, and I suppose the challenge in that has been, as, as with everywhere, um, as rents have risen and as um, those spaces especially have turned into office blocks or apartments it's been harder to find them through that and being a bit lazy I suppose we've kind of headed a bit more towards doing gigs in more traditional venues um, and it's very competitive yeah I mean like you've got like not only across across the fact that there's so many people putting on different types of shows in Dublin all the time and, and I think even it, it's noticeable in the last year that like uh, Aiken and MCD are delving deeper into the smaller market like they're not just putting on big shows they're putting on a lot of small shows all the time now to kind of cover their bases it seems um, so I think the market is very 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 saturated in terms of people who are putting on shows but also there's that's putting a lot of pressure on the amount of venues that there are and actually I think in Dublin at the moment uh, we saw in the news last week I think that Vicar Street's going to be expanded so what's happening is that there's like there's a few venues that cater for around the kind of, you know, like 100 mark, not many, which is where you want to be if you're a, a young promoter or starting out. There's a few that cater, there's very few that cater from something like 100 or 200 to, let's say, 500. Like, there's kind of a couple, the Sugar Club, um, Whelan's. Um, but then after that, there's kind of a big, massive gap. So, like, for somebody like ourselves to kind of make a jump and push things forward, you have to take a pretty big risk and put your money where your mouth is or where your heart is <laughs> um, and do something kind of pretty gutsy to kind of step to the next level. So that means that there's a big crush, I think, you know, in the kind of slightly lower levels of thing. And then there's a there's a jump to, to people who are doing stuff at a bigger scale. So it's super competitive. Um, and I think, I mean, uh, picking a, just last week we had a great gig with Ships and I am the Cosmos, but which turned out to be on the same week as LCD Sound System, Nick Cave and Forbidden Fruit, which we hadn't quite foreseen. <laughs> and the other week of the year, I think that would have been a bumper sellout gig and it just wasn't because people were absolutely 
gigged out by the time it got to Thursday, you know. and street from home is a route I usually take alone with my guitar to practice something new I've written or to play one set again and more for the next gig and on the way the littered grey of Aaron Street East takes me off to a different time Remembering the Sundays when I drink back till about half ten With my lady and her dad and then Head home makes me almost miss her Past Cable Street's bend of mine I used to working as a boy I spend time Sometimes we go across to the Wax Museum And in the tunnels I'd often scream With my brother One time in particular when in Dublin band Let's Set Sail released their debut EP The Nothingness of Now on Homebeat I met them backstage at a gig in Whelan's and asked them, what does the label do for the band? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great point. Yeah. So it gets us interviews. Now, uh, it like when that dialogue started, when Ian was talking to Emmett about potentially releasing the EP, like kind of our first meeting, and I was only saying to you the other day, like the first thing I said, or well, when Emmett asked, like, what did we want? from this connection all we just wanted was a, a bit of a profile build um, and yeah that's what we got it's basically just essentially the main yeah the main thing of this association is the email isn't coming from let's at sale at gmail.com <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean like yeah. there's, there's just it shines the light on your yeah exactly yeah. and like, I mean there's a there's a fan base there exactly yeah, yeah. There's, there's naturally there's more yeah. people are going to hear you and listen to you and be interested. Yeah. It, it, it has helped. I asked a similar question to carriages. Do bands need labels anymore? I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, not at our level. I mean, we're, we're, we're only, I don't want to call it a hobby, but we're not, it's not our, our job. It's not our careers. So we're just putting it out and trying our best to promote it ourselves. And, and we're not PR people. We're just passing around to people we might think might like it. And Emmett is kind of doing the same thing. He's just, he, it was as if the three of us just kind of got together and said, right, instead of us just doing it, let's do it as a, a trio and see if it gets a little bit further. But, I mean, we were, we were his first release, so we're both really just learning at the same time. But, I mean, it would be great. I'd, I'd love to get on a, a, a label that would take over all of that business side of it and, and do that for us, because that's the bit we're kind of rubbish at. Mm. Um, it does add a whole um, level of kind of validity, I suppose, to it, and everything about press gets a bit better if you have, even if it is 
an independent label that worked for us quite well because I suppose for our previous releases we might have been just doing it ourselves and it's a lot harder to get write-ups, get reviews. It obviously worked then quite well that we'd had the, kind of the ongoing relationship with Homebeat uh, and it's kind of first release on Homebeat Presents gave it a good kind of you know story I suppose that we kind of matched up. So. have released three EPs so far but do they plan on signing any more artists? That's where it's at really um, like I said with Mike I'm not really actively looking for people like between kind of um, I suppose like I'm a pretty much for the most part a one man band Claire um, McGonagall has been working with me for the last year and brilliant to have her on board and she works a day or so a week with me um, but for the most part um, it's, it's just me um, and Another Love Story is a very small team it's me and Sam and Peter for 90% of the year really Um so there's kind of plenty of small mad things to be keeping us busy and the label is certainly like a little bit down the pecking order in terms of those things because, I mean, un- unless you're extraordinarily lucky or extraordinarily organized, I think a label is not something that's going to be making you a lot of money. <laughs> so yeah, it's a little bit down the pecking order, so I'm not really, I don't really, I'm not really actively looking for things at the moment, but like that, every now and then something just lands in your inbox and you're like, oh God, this is great. And it fits. That's kind of how it is. But yeah, I, w- I wouldn't discourage anyone to send me anything if they were thinking about it or anything like that. It's just, um, yeah, there's only kind of so much time in the week.
Streaming their music on sites like Spotify and Bandcamp make very little revenue from it. So what do Let's Set Sail think of these platforms? It's like you have complete control over everything, but it's also a complete chore to do everything as well. And the main thing you want to do is make music and everything like that. And then there's reams of admin and stuff like that that can be pretty hard to do. Like, you know, when you're already working in probably an admin job, and you make nine to five, so... It can be hard, but then as well, like, it's very, it's totally changed how music gets listened to and how people raise their profile and stuff like that. Overall, it is a good thing, definitely, because people without the means to get a big label push and all that, like, can actually just, like, get picked up and go viral and stuff like that, and that's amazing. Uh, it's hard, but it is nice to be able to kind of dictate how you want to do it. I think it's good for air situation in terms of just that more people can hear us. So you know, really nice. Like for the position we're in, I don't necessarily really care that for a few listens that we're getting, we're getting no money off Spotify. I'd rather just that people had access to our music and yeah. could get something from it. I'd rather the chance that someone could hear it and it could do something for them than. They had to see us at some chance gig and, and buy our yeah. The way it is, at least we have the ability to put music out and yeah. to introduce it to the world. Also, our EP that is released on Hobby is just a digital release anyway. anyway yeah. So obviously we've yeah. completely succumbed to the digital world of music releases, considering we haven't even made a physical copy. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your future plans what's going to happen in the next while for Homebeat it's constantly changing it's like one of those things when you um, when you didn't start off with a plan and you suddenly have something that's kind of rolling downhill and uphill from time to time depending on what state of the earth is in I guess uh, the intent at this point has just been to try and keep doing good things and trusting that seems to lead to, to more good things I'm not like a massive planner by nature but um, I guess it's at the point now where you suddenly have, yeah, like we have a platform and we have, you know, we get we're very lucky in that, like we get very good access to, you know, people like yourselves or like other media. So it's kind of extraordinary in some ways to have that. Um, 
And then in other ways, it's a challenge to keep kind of making sure that what you're doing is relevant to what you're interested in. And it's a challenge to, like when you're talking about venues in Dublin, like it's like it's doing things in places that you feel reflect what you're at. And there's only so many dates you can get. And it's not always easy to do that. And especially if you're doing things in venues that aren't, let's say, traditional venues. Um, it's a very expensive way of going about your business. So there's loads of challenges in it, um, but there's loads of great things happening all the time. I guess another love story is, is going good guns. That's really, for me, that's a really exciting part of the year because I get to fully program something like a whole weekend from start to finish. And I think that's the thing really more than... I mean, promoting is like betting on horses, basically. Um, but programming um, is a kind of creative enough pursuit in that you get to create an arc um, through music and other events. Like when you have a full festival, like another love story, where you can kind of control people's minds by how you how you uh, how you put kind of music you put on a little bit, or you know what else you add to the to the flavor of the of the pot. But I guess yes, keep stumbling forward into the dark blindly for most of it and hoping that we don't walk into a pole or something like that you can find out about all of Homebeat's gigs releases and another love story festival on homebeat.ie and you'll be able to listen to Mike Patterson Carriages and Let's at Sail there too thanks to the bands and to Emmett for letting me know their opinions on life for indie musicians and labels in Ireland County Clare musician Jack Talty set up the traditional Irish music label Raylock Records and we're going to hear all about that on next week's show this program is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television license fee and it's produced by me, Alan Meany. Indie, rock and alternative. 2XM.